Team, there we are. Happy Tuesday. Good to be back. Um, it was an absolute wonderful week last week to be out in the Highlands doing cool things, doing exactly what I need to be doing in exactly the place that I need to be. And that has drawn me onto some rather interesting avenues that I want to talk through tonight. Um, the first is centered around if you're not, if you're in a position like me, maybe you're not living in the place that you actually want to live. And maybe it's that position is not conducive to you being your best self. Um, and then I want to l l move on to assertiveness and communication. There are a few bits and pieces that we want to dive into. But first and foremost, uh, Mr. Sam Scully, something about ground sign awareness, supposedly, but that has probably changed. Ground sign awareness, that's uh, why things are seen, right? Shape, shine, shadow, silhouette, spacings and movement. Get that, get that in there, 100%. Right, friends. I want to start off by saying a little bit about me and my position. I live in Shropshire. Um, I belong in Scotland. I belong in the mountains. I belong in the highlands. And going for that week last week was a really, really, really big thing for me. It was just a very, very, very much required week away. And that got me thinking. If we don't live in the place that we really, really want to, or it's the place that we, you know, it's not particularly conducive to doing all the stuff that we want to do. For example, I live here, yes, I'm in the countryside, but there's naff all trails anywhere, and you have to drive somewhere if you want to go for a run, which is a bit frustrating. Whereas I lived where we lived in Scotland, we've got mountains of stones to throw away. So you can't help but have that element of comparison. Now then, it's easy for me to say, hey, just move house. But clearly that's not very productive. That's not very useful for everybody and it's just not the place that uh, you know it's not the place that uh, people are going to find themselves is it so what we need to do is we need to understand what can we do about that now i came about this kind of framework as i was mulling things over in scotland and ultimately i came to this if you're not comfortable or happy with where you live if the place that you live is not conducive to either the stuff that you really want to do i let's say you're doing a really rocky mountain race and you live nowhere near any rocky mountains not the ones in north america and or you're in a position where you're just not particularly happy with where you are maybe there's another place that you feel that you just belong then i feel like we need to be following a certain set a certain framework that's going to really help us sort of bring out that expression that we need to top up the tank for those particular places that we need to go now then number one we can't just go away for weeks and weeks on end, can we? It'd be amazing if we could. I mean, if you really boil it down, you probably could, but it's not very conducive to, you know, quality of life. It's not very conducive to our jobs, to our commitments, all that sort of stuff. Yes, there are other people in the world that will say, you can do whatever you want, and you, you pretty much can, but it's about how practical that is. Now then, what I suggest we do here, folks, is let's say... You want to get out to the mountains. You want to you you want to live in more wild places. You want to be in more wild places. That's where you belong. That's where you can express yourself best. That's where you feel happiest. You want to be on trails, whatever it is. Then I feel like every single month we need to be making one at least one day per month needs to be in that environment. That needs to be a day out that we go somewhere. Once a quarter, so every three months, we need to make sure that we're going there for a long weekend. We need to make sure that's penciled in. And then every six months, we're going for a week. Don't bunch them all together and, and do your, you know, your two quarterly long weekends and do it as a week and kind of break it down. Look at trying to do those particular things. One day a month, a long weekend a quarter, 
and a week every six months. Because the more you can do that, that is an absolute base minimum, by the way. If you're able to do that, then what you're what you're doing is you're just touching base with that place that you know that you want to be in, the place that you know you belong, the place that you know and love. That's what we need to be doing in order to get that exposure. Because let me tell you what happens from experience, 101 frontline from where I have been, genuinely. If you don't do things like that, if you don't take on board that expression, if you think, oh, I'll just crack on and deal with it, and you bend over backwards, because that's what it is to life, and life will just roll over you. If you don't do that, you will become a miserable, sour, and bitter person. And I know that sounds really, really morbid. I know that sounds really, really negative. But I'm telling you a story of the life of Ben Turner. Because I was based in Wiltshire for seven and a bit years when I was in the army, and I did absolutely everything I could to leave Wiltshire. Um, you basically get reposts every two years, and I put where I wanted to be and where I didn't want to be. And they, there was always a, um, a myth that if you put where you didn't want to be on your posting form, that's where you'd end up. You didn't have to put anywhere that you didn't want to be, but I really wanted to emphasise that I didn't want to be in Bulford anymore. And this was a place where, genuinely now, the army doesn't really work on a Friday afternoon, so it's always a half day on a Friday. I would take the half day off, so you'd waste half a day of leave, drive through the night on a Thursday night to go from Wiltshire to Scotland, which is a solid 500-mile drive. Drive through the night, do a weekend there, drive through the night on Sunday, have a shower in the gym after I've done a session, and then go straight to work for 9am on a Monday morning. I would legit do that at once a month, genuinely once a month. Bearing in mind, I'm driving a Land Rover at this point. It was terrible for the planet. Sorry about that. And it was also terrible for my wallet because it was extre extremely expensive to get all the fuel. But the thing is... I was incredibly unhappy with where I was living. Not in a great place. I was also in a terrible relationship at the time. Um, I was also not overly inspired by my job, but I just did it because it paid. I wasn't... Didn't necessarily fit in with the local population. Didn't have many friends down there. And because of that, you feel a little bit detached. And I feel like there's going to be other people who are in a very similar boat. Not necessarily to all of those factors, but... Maybe you're in a position where you're putting everyone else before you. You're not carving out time for yourself. And you're not doing that simply because it's easier than to try and face the facts that you need to be somewhere else, that you want to do somewhere else, that you want to do the things that you want to do. It's easier to just not do that and ignore it and either play to somebody else and what they want or just go along with the flow. And there was a great analogy of... Um, Somebody was describing these people that they saw just going to work on the London Tube. And, you know, you stood in the Tube station, it's really, really busy, you know, you're, you're, everyone's queuing up to get on the Tube and they're just on and it's just like, everyone's tired and it's six o'clock in the morning and they've got their briefcase and everyone's in really, really dark clothing and they look very sad and very, very, very tired and just generally miserable people. They've got no colour in their face, they're going to go into an office, they're probably not going to see the sun all day. You can get the picture that I'm painting here and they will just accept life day after day after day. Now, don't get me wrong, very, very privileged position to be able to disappear off to Scotland for a week. But I know that no one here works seven days a week. I know that there are people in here, whether it's facing it right now, if not everybody, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, that everybody here, if you're not facing it now, you have definitely faced it at some point. 
a feeling that you have not put yourself first a feeling that it's just easier to put other people for, um, first before you a feeling that you're doing the right thing by concentrating on other people a feeling of not going away for that weekend a feeling of not doing the thing that you want to do a feeling of not doing the prep that you want to do a lot living the life that you want to live because you are following suit and the words not being obedient I can't think of the word off the top of my head it's not being obedient it's uh, it, uh, it was just on the tip of my tongue passive living a more passive life correct me if I'm wrong every single person here me included has either been there or is there now correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong comment away correct me but I don't think I'm wrong because a it's normal and natural for human beings to want to put people, other people first because we want to help people. And it's my job as a coach. It's not that I don't care about anyone else in your lives, but I care more, me, I care more about you than I do anyone else around you. Each individual one of you. It is my role. That's why you have hired me. That's why you are paying. That's why you are here. It is my role to ensure that I can help you understand how to put yourself first. There are some challenging conversations to be had. I will challenge you. If I haven't, it's coming. Don't worry. The thing is, and Sarah has just hit the nail on the head there, what comes with that feeling of you putting everyone else first? Putting yourself on the back burner. Not prioritizing yourself. And again, this is page number 10 in the book of how to screw things up by Ben because I've, I've done this oh my goodness me I've done this to my shame I've really taken this far too far you know it comes and Sarah's just put there a hundred percent feel the resentment that goes with it what are you resenting you either resent yourself or you resent everybody else around you your job the place you are you blame everything else outwardly you take maybe you take the responsibility inwardly maybe you don't it doesn't matter but what you're doing is that resentment that negativity is feeding off you like a parasite and infecting everyone else around you that's not to say that you're the cause that's to say that that's exactly what's happening and because you're putting other people first what you are categorically doing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hitting a few nails quite deep right now. What, I'm, what you're categorically doing is losing sight of who the hell you actually are. Because every single time that you are passive, and I mean, I don't mean, you know, elbowing grandma out the way to cross the street first. I, I don't mean closing the door on someone so you can get in there first. I'm talking about these general life decisions. You have definitely done something, but you didn't want to do it. But you thought, oh, why bother arguing? Let's just do it anyway. And you've been passive. I'm not saying you need to be a million percent assertive for every single situation and scenario in the world. Because do you know what? There are times where passiveness, passivity, passiveness, passiveness, let's say passiveness, where passiveness does have a place. It does. Maybe that person really is absolutely in struggle street. Maybe they really are having a hard time. And you know what? It's just going to make everybody happier. And you want to help that person by doing what they want to do. That's cool. That's called not being a dictator. Right? You take it too far, you become a dictator. If you don't do it enough, you become a completely passive person that's lost identity of themselves. If along this journey, 
you recenter yourself with the identity of yourself. Sorry, I've lost my words. If you recenter yourself on your own identity along this journey, then that is a damn good job done. And what I mean by that is I want to help you feel like you are in a self and safe and supportive environment with two coaches in your corner, every single one of you. I want you to feel like you have the support, the permission, if you need the permission, to be able to speak your mind, to be able to be assertive, and to find the tools and understand how to use them in order to get that more in your life. This is hard stuff. It's difficult to explain as well, but I'm, I'm merely kind of parroting things that I have been through in my past. But this is hard stuff. Because let me tell you right now, team, it's a bloody hard conversation to have. When you want to tell someone that you're unhappy with something, when you want to tell someone, no, actually, I'd rather do this. When you want to tell someone, no, I'd actually rather have this for dinner. When you want to tell someone, no, actually, come on, why didn't you do the washing up? I've been doing this, 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 this. I feel like I'm doing everything, whatever it is. To have that conversation, that's difficult. And it's difficult to get it, quote unquote, right. Right is not the right word, but I'm using right. And by that, I mean being empathetic. Being empathetic is difficult. It is difficult. Why? Because usually, usually, these conversations are with very close family or very close friends. And they mean a lot to us. And what that means is you've got to have a very emotional discussion. There are emotions going to be flooding. It's not you having a conversation with Tom and Dave down the street. Is you having a conversation with somebody very close to you, your friends, people you spend so much time with. And in order to eliminate that resentment, you need to become a more assertive person. Adventurers are assertive. Why? Because they have to be. This isn't just in the house. This isn't just at work. This isn't just around the friends. If you're in the middle of nowhere, on your own, on a solo adventure and you get hurt, you need to be assertive to make control of yourself to then control the situation. If you get lost, you need to be assertive enough and strong enough and resilient enough to calm your mind down, not be erasing a billion miles an hour, calm yourself down, bring yourself back into the, into the current moment, eliminate emotion and solve the problem. Getting lost, dealing with a partner, dealing with a mum, dealing with a friend are all the same things. This is Mental Resilience 101, and this is Personal Identity 101. Because when we can understand this, A, you will improve the relationships with those around you. You will. And this is not relationship coaching, but this is from my experience. This will happen. But you'll also, most importantly, improve the relationship you have with yourself. Because you'll know when you're conning yourself out of doing something. You'll know when you're not happy doing something. And that every single time you hard swallow that down and you compress it down every single time you do that you are pushing out the back end a little bit more of your identity a little bit more of who you are you keep doing that folks and to the extreme you'll lose that identity completely you see this a lot in certain relationships you see this a lot in certain friendships you see this a lot in certain work relationships the more passive people get the less identity that person has. Les Brown had an amazing saying, which I've shared with a couple of people here. Um, and it was, 
If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. And this is also part of the communication conundrum, as it were, for dealing with those closest around you, for, for, for getting them to understand what you want to do. Now, it's not necessarily, you know, I would really like you to do the washing up, or um, I would really like to prep some food, or I would really like to not do that thing that you want to do because, uh, or I would really appreciate it if we could go to bed on time, whatever it is. It's not that. When we start to look at the other side, then what we're doing here is we're building assertiveness in our own adventurous selves. We're building assertiveness to say, look, I want to go and have this week away on my own because I want to go and do this particular objective. I want to have this weekend away on my own to do this particular objective. I want you to get involved with me on this particular adventure. I've got this race coming up. And what you're communicating here is A, how important it is to you because if you just describe, oh, I'm doing the Ultra Trail Snowdonia this weekend, and yeah, it's going to be great, and it's cost me a couple hundred quid or whatever it is, and so and so and so on, it doesn't have as much of an emotional load attached to it that the other person can empathise with. If you say, look, I've been training for the last four months for this Ultra Trail Snowdonia. I know you've got this new thing that's just come up the weekend, but I really, it's really important to me that I do this race. Um, I don't feel ready. I've got definite imposter syndrome. I just, to me, it means an awful lot to be able to do it. And if I didn't do it, I'd be letting myself down. I don't feel like I'd be fulfilling my potential. And I think that's going to impact how I can then turn up to you and or whatever, or insert situation here. When you dig down, that's why I hammer you guys so hard on the why as to what you're trying to do. Why is the number one question? I think Tony said it last week. It was like pretty much what sums up this entire relationship that we've had for the last however many months to a year is me just asking why all the time. Because the minute you understand the why, you understand why it's important to you, why you're doing it. When you understand that and you communicate it and then you allow other people to understand it, guess what? People are on your same wavelength. Because people, everybody here skipped telepathy class. So you've got to understand that everyone else has skipped that class too. They can't read your mind. They don't know. So don't assume. Tell them. Sit them down. Sometimes this is an open and frank conversation. Sometimes this is a difference in relationship between who cooks and how it's cooked. It's a difference between actually the quality of food that we go shopping for. It's a difference in the time that we go to bed. It's a difference in our TV habits. It's a difference in our... You know, let's say person number one is trying to develop, but person number two isn't. And it's like, ah, oh, you you almost want to turn around and say, look, I feel like you are weighing me down or holding me back. But you don't want to say that because that's a little bit cruel and cutting. But you want to be able to communicate, look, I'm trying my best to be my best and I don't feel like you're being very supportive. We're going incredibly deep into this 21 minutes team, but this is something that's really important. It's really hard to try and describe, so I hope I've done a good enough job for you guys to, to, to be able to absorb. But it's a really important skill to learn, and it is absolutely something that every single one of you can practice right now, today. Because if you're held back by something, you need to communicate it. Maybe you're intimidated by something. Communicate it. If these people around you are super close to you, you have to be able to have the confidence and have the assertiveness to be able to communicate with those people. 
That is an incredibly important skill. And it's a tough skill to drill. It really is hard because you will feel like, you just feel like you're letting people down as you're talking about it, but you're not. And nobody will interpret it as that, but that's what you will feel. And as you're going through that process, you're becoming stronger and you're allowing other people to be able to support you better, which is what both of you need. And that's friends, that's family, that's parents, that's partners, that's your dog. All of those things. Communication is key. That was a couple of tangents that kind of went in the right direction. I'm just trying to think if I missed anything. I don't think I have. But ultimately, the more we are passive, the more we are resentful. The more we are resentful, the more bitter we become. The more bitter we become, the less we do, quite simply. Because we feel crapper and crapper and crapper. And that's something that we really want to be able to avoid. So before I change subject team, jump in the comments. Let me know what are your thoughts on this. What have you taken away from that? Maybe you've been in a particular situation. Maybe it's something you want to discuss a little bit more closely, a little bit more personally, in which case jump onto hyper support. That's what I'm here for. I will talk this stuff all day long if I need to. But there's an element of building this assertiveness. And assertiveness isn't... I want to stress that there's, there's very much a fine line between being assertive and being a bit of a dick. Because being assertive is you... Having pride in yourself, loving yourself enough to be able to do the right thing for you. Being a bit of a dick is taking it a little bit too far and just being generally directionlessly rude, okay, and directionlessly uh, blunt. Sarah Staples, relatable to a big chapter of my life, 100%. The thing is, it's relatable, you've been through it, now you can learn from it. We do an after-action review after every single adventure. I'm doing one with Tony tomorrow. You know, we do an after-action review after all these things. Do an after-action review of that. What have you learned? No, you can't go back in time and change it. You are who you are, you were who you were. That's fine, you can't change that. What you can change is who you will... Uh, sorry, I've just lost some train of thought now. What you can change is who you will be in the future. What you can change is how you will act in the future and how you will be around other people. Sounds like me in 2021, 2022. Yeah, 100%. Add to that, Kirsty, the fact that it was a pretty tough time anyway because, you know, we're still in weird and wonderful lockdowns. But look, this is now the time. If you take nothing else from anything else I have ever said, ever, I really hope that you, yeah, have taken a little bit more than nothing. But if you take nothing else, take this. You need to start standing up for yourself. And we do that by building resilience in the face of challenge. And that challenge is not just adventure, that challenge is people. The hardest challenge of all of them is dealing with people. We can deal with mountains all day long. You can deal with getting hurt and getting lost and all that stuff all day long, no problem at all. Systematically get over it, it's no problem. But dealing with people is difficult. Dealing with people closest to you is even harder. Even harder. But there's one lesson I want to leave you with. Openness and honesty. Open, frank conversations with people to connect with them, to empathise with them, 
to be compassionate with them and yourself, putting yourself first, is something that every single person needs to practice. And guess what, team? Again, another hard one from me, I'm afraid, this evening. I'm on one this evening. Is if that person doesn't get it, if that person doesn't support it, that person doesn't belong in your circle. And that's also a hard one to deal with because then you've got to critically analyze the people that are in your circle. And tell me, let me tell you now from my own personal bloody well experience, that's a hard lesson to learn. That is a hard lesson to learn. Because you just want to please everybody. We just want to please people. We just want to, we just want to have, you know, a no stress life. And we just want to, we just want to do the easy thing. But remember Les Brown's word. If you do what's easy, your life will be hard. If you do what is hard, your life will be easy. Go and do the hard stuff. Yeah. Assertiveness, like I said before, isn't necessarily just about having these tough conversations. It's also about being getting used to communicating to those who are closest to you. Because quite frankly, those who are closest to you are also your biggest... What's the word I'm looking for? Can't think of the right word. Resistance points? Barriers? Ah, uh, barriers. Yeah, those closest to you are potentially your biggest barriers. They're potentially your biggest support team as well. But potentially your biggest barriers. Why? Because they might just not get what you're trying to do. They might not get why you're trying to do it. What's important here, team, is to communicate it. Is to communicate it. For example, I'm doing the Cape Wrath Trail. Uh, Laura could have quite easily at some point just said, you know, oh, why are you doing this? Why bother? Blah, blah, blah. But she's never had said that once. I've had that conversation with myself. Don't get me wrong. I've had that conversation with myself. But I know why I'm doing it. I've had to have this conversation with myself and kind of justify it to myself a few times. But that's the way it is. But you know why you're doing something. If you know why you're doing something, then guess what, team? You are ironclad. If you know why you're doing it, you can communicate it with that person. And it's very important to communicate it with that person. Same with starting a business. Guess who's not going to get it? Your parents. Why? Because they come from a different generation, a different generational thinking pool. You start a business, they're going to be like, oh, where's your pension coming from? Where's this coming from? Where's that coming from? Why? Because that's the conditioning of people's thoughts. Again, another thing to be compassionate of. You have to understand where the conditioning of those people's thoughts come from so that you can then communicate your point of view. If they don't get it, you need to... Not necessarily leave them. I'm not saying leave your mum. I'm saying if they don't get it, that's fine. But they need to respect you enough to be able to let you crack on and do it. Knowing that just sometimes it is about me. Try the other side. It's no fun. 100% Claire. 100%. So there we go team. That was a bit of a deep 30 minutes from me. Um, communication is key. Communication really is key. It's difficult, especially with partners, especially with family, especially with really, really close friends. With work, it's a little bit easier because you can kind of, you can put your work head on, but your family head is, that's your personal head, isn't it? And it's difficult to be able to communicate these things through. But ultimately, it's the number one most important thing we need to do. We need to communicate the why, the passion that we want for it, the outcome that we're looking for, and the support we need. Um, there was a fantastic um, example I can't remember where I heard it now, of how to deal with an argument. So let's say, you know, you've got a partner arguing at you or something or whatever, or, or imagine it's happened in the past. If it's happened today, you know, you know, presently, imagine it in the present, whatever. And they're just ranting at you. Rant, 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 rant. You go, look, 
I need to know what you want here. Do you want a solution or do you want a set of ears to listen? I just want a set of ears to I hate Sandra at work. Or I need an answer to this because I can't fix it, whatever it is. But the fact that you've asked that is you're opening the door to communication. You're opening the door to doing the right thing and you're opening the door to not take on the burden of that person's stress. And by doing that, what we're doing is we're allowing passionate conversation to flow. You need to do the same with your adventures. You need to do the same with your work and other stresses going on in life. You need to do the same with your home life. All of that needs to be openly, frankly, and honestly conversed. Because the other person will think you're being arsy. The other person will think will probably get more argumentative. The other person will just not get it if they don't get it, quite frankly. And if they don't get it, you need to help them get it. Communicate your point across. Think of it as a debate. What's the difference between a debate and an argument? Well, a debate is a, a formed, a systematic formulation of points that you are putting across while absorbing the other person or the other side's points and then discussing that with counter, you know, counter other points. I'm kind of overusing the word points here. Whereas an argument is kind of just general word violence, isn't it really? With It's just heated anger bellowed at people and it's not really getting anywhere. You see a really good debate and you, you understand how to communicate. And a, the whole point of a debate, yes, is to win the point, but is also to ensure that you can effectively communicate that point in its completeness in order to solve the situation. An argument is just getting one over. That's where all these like snarky comments and stuff come from. That's an argument. You know, it's not helping anybody. It's not effective. So when it does come to these things, it's a difficult conversation, but think about a debate. How would you go about this? And look, last thing for me, if you feel yourself getting heated and under the collar and your heart rate's going up and your face is going red, your ears are burning and you start to shake, you find yourself clenching, you find yourself clenching your jaw, leave the room. Don't deal with it now. Don't deal with it in this passionate time. We are going off on a tangent here, but I think this is still useful stuff. Let me know if it's not. Because if you do find yourself getting wound up, you say, look, I think we need to discuss this later on. I need to go walk the dog. I need to go and step outside. And if that person bites back, leave the bloody room. Get out. Get out of the room. <sighs> Take some deep breaths. Change scenery. Collect your thoughts. Let the passion boil down again. Then go back into it and think logically about that um, about that situation. So the email. Everybody sent an email like this. If you haven't, then I'm sure you will at one day. You know, you've got that really angry email in response to what your boss has said or something like that, and you just want to you just want to click send because it's just death by email, and you want to click send, but you go, I'm not going to click send. I'm not, I'll do it in the morning and I'll sleep on it. And you you read it the next morning and you're like, I would have sent that. That would have been my job gone. I've definitely done that before. I have definitely done that before. Um, and you've just gone, oh, okay. Good thing I didn't send that. Why? Because clearer heads prevail. So team, there's a little bit about communication from me. I hope you have enjoyed that this evening. A um, couple of admin points from me. Um, we will be 
going through a bit of an after action review together on Thursday. And then from next week onwards, we're going to go to one live call per week because I want to use that chat feature more. And I feel like there's more things that we can use it for in the future. Um, there's a lot of other useful areas that we can explore in that. And I want to start putting more shorter videos in the Facebook group as we go through the day and the, through the week so that you've got other things that you can be looking at, other things that are going to help you, little bites of information. So you don't have to sit down and set a, 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 anywhere between 30 and 60 minutes aside for twice a week, but rather you've got two or three minutes of my face and voice, you lucky, lucky people, um, more often throughout the week, just giving you little bits of value throughout the week. I think that's going to be a much better way of doing it so that what we can do is when we do do those weekly calls, there's going to be a heck of a structure to them. I've got plans of... Um, different slides and other bits and pieces we're going to have with it. A lot of them are going to be work related, so you will have to turn up and do stuff rather than be a passenger in these calls. There's going to be a bit more interaction. Think of it a bit like that mindset call that we did a couple of months ago, on a par with that. So more things for you to actually do, more to get out of this process, and more value for you rather than me just going and sand at the wall all day. So that's going to be how we're going to go from next week onwards, but I'll put um, a post out about that this week with the rest of this month mapped out. Um, you're going to be lucky enough that at the end of the month, that one call will be done in Austria. Because Claire and I will be in Austria. So we'll be eating strudel uh, and drinking whatever they drink in Austria. Uh, getting ready for a very long run. But it'll be nice and scenic, which will be absolutely fantastic. So team, if you need anything from me or Claire, you know where we both are. Everybody is now in a group hyper support. You have two coaches in your corner. Every single one of you, every step of the way. Use us. Be there. Ask questions. Get information out of us. We will be there. We will prompt you to let you know that we are there. We are here to support you every single step of the way. We are not just coaches. We are friends. We are part of your journey. And it is my passion to see you succeed and to see you build and progress. Success isn't just doing the adventure. Success is having the deep conversation, the difficult conversation to overcome the challenges, overcoming the barriers, understanding how to use the tools that we can provide for you. So each and every single one of you has two coaches in your corner now. So let's use it, team. All right, so let's go ahead. Have an amazing rest of the week. I will look forward to seeing you on Thursday. There'll be a couple of other bits and pieces coming into the group this week as well. Um, and I will see you all very, very soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your evening. It is beautiful and sunny here. I hope it is where you are. And everybody, I will see you all very soon. Peace.